0: merch alert you asked and we delivered the royals of malibu now has merch we've got so much to choose from like team easton or team reed or team isaac hoodies and hats some fun items like do not dim my sparkle t-shirts or ugly hot hoodies plus plenty of accessories too like our Trom mugs airpod cases tote bags stickers and more We'll be sharing new drops, sales, and much more on our socials at the Royals of Malibu, so be sure to follow along. That's at the Royals of Malibu. Check out the merch website at emeraldaudio.myshopify.com. That's emeraldaudio.myshopify.com. Emerald Audio is now an imprint of Diversion Audio, focusing on female-led storytelling.
1: Hey, I'm Chris Caferro. And I'm Nick Cafaro. We're real-life brothers who play Fake Life Brothers Reed and Easton Royal on the
2: hit podcast, The Royals of Malibu. On this companion podcast, we'll be doing a deep dive into each episode, giving behind-the-scenes insights, talking to some special guests, and maybe even having some laughs along the way. Welcome to The Royal Boys. And now, part two of this Royal Boys episode with Hannah Montoya. Hannah, I don't know if you've listened to this episode recently, but... There's one point where Ella calls something the sluttiest thing a man can wear. Do you know what she would have been referring to?
0: I believe it was sweatpants. I believe it was gray sweatpants.
2: Do you agree? (laughs) Do you agree with that? That is correct. Do you agree? I do.
0: I was reading the script and I laughed out loud because I was like, Ella, you've done it again. I think the writers did a great job. Whoever wrote that specifically, that line specifically deserves a raise and a half.
2: Is that like a thing? Is that like a common known thing? Oh
0: my gosh. It is very much a thing. It is such a thing. It's like dangerous. And it's like, I've seen tweets before. That's like, if your man goes out wearing gray sweatpants, that's not your man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love (laughs) that. so funny. I don't own gray sweatpants.
0: It's time.
2: You need to, and it's a, it's gotta
1: be a light, like a light Heather gray. Um, and
2: uh, make sure you're wearing a loose boxer short underneath, because that's the whole point. That's so funny. <laughs> I had no idea. It's a life. I event. knew that. I want to be a slutty man. <laughs> you could never. You're not
1: even a man.
2: You're a boy. Hey. You're a boy. Okay.
1: Roast In that scene, uh, he, uh, Reed is putting together some furniture. And I must say, I am very, very good at putting together like ikea west elm furniture on my own chris no one gives a shit (laughs) no just kidding um then we go to the tailgate right we're tailgating the uh water polo match and they're drinking stoli elite which is very expensive vodka drinking the himalayan edition which is even more expensive that's right hannah you said that you one of the reasons you transferred to appalachian state is because of the football team so what were your tailgates like
0: so much fun. Um, definitely did not involve expensive vodka. Just kind of like whatever you could get. But um, definitely a similar similar vibe, but less expensive.
1: What was your drink of choice?
0: Ugh. Um. My freshman year was Pink Whitney. I can't smell that without dying. Um. But I think. What's
1: Pink Whitney? What is that?
0: Oof. It's uh pink lemonade. It's like a bar stool vodka. Um. But it's supposed, the first time you try it, like, you're like, oh, wow, it's cute and it tastes fine. And then that night will not end well or in your favor. It's just.
2: <laughs> My dad visited me in college once and uh, we were at a tailgate and he got a shot of fireball. Somebody poured him. It was the first time he ever had it. And he's like, this is amazing. This tastes amazing. So he, like, was drinking it on the rocks in, uh. like, three hours. Yeah, like, three hours later, we were at dinner, and he was, like, "I," ah. he, was like, wasn't even drunk. He was just sick.
0: No. Oh, my gosh. He's,
2: like, yeah, it's sugar.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like fireball is the most, like, difficult one for sure. Your dad is a strong man.
1: It's just cinnamon syrup. Oof. So when my senior year of college, for spring break, we went on a carnival cruise to the Caribbean, and they you, they didn't have like open bar or anything. So in order to save money, we were like, let's sneak on our own alcohol. But you can't bring alcohol. You're not supposed to bring alcohol on cruises. So we had the genius idea of washing out old Listerine bottles, but like the opaque ones that you can't see through and rinsing those out. And then we filled them with blueberry vodka. That was the choice that someone made. So all week on this fucking cruise, we had mint flavored blueberry vodka drinks it was i I can no like I can't drink blueberry vodka drinks at all, but I can still like you were saying about the pink Whitney I can still
2: taste it like when I close my eyes and it makes me sick to my stomach Pink Whitney is what I call my belly button <laughs> why <laughs> Why it makes no sense <laughs> I don't know.
0: if you have to have an, name
2: <laughs> and they do
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be silly. Does it
1: sing? Does it sing?
0: I want to dance it's, with somebody, yeah, <laughs> I want to be the heat with somebody. Ooh.
2: do we have the rights to that song? We do now, yeah. This, this tailgate's nuts. And uh, Savannah, you got like a big you have like a ton going on this entire scene. You, first of all, you you like love the fact that it's expensive vodka. You're all over um, Val to not get back with Tam. So you give good advice. Are you that friend? Are you the friend that's like, you can't get back with this guy? Oh, yeah.
0: Big time. I'm like, show me your phone. Like, you you promise me right now, you're not dogging it.
2: Are you the kind that will give that advice and then not take it for your own self? Oh, yeah.
0: That's why. Because I'm like living vicariously. I'm like, what do I need to hear right now? And then it's like, no, don't. And it's like, this might be a little bit more serious to me than it is to the other person.
1: Classic waxing moon.
0: What can I say? What uh, What about you guys? Is it more of a, like, do you feel fatherly when it comes to your friends and exes? Or is it kind of like a figure it out on your own type of deal?
2: I, I wish the I spoke to myself the way I spoke to my friends. I think I'm much more caring and understanding. And then... Um, like yeah, no, that's okay. And then when I do it, I'm like, "You're an idiot. You don't deserve any love." Damn. And that's the, that's the voice I use when I speak to myself. That's what that's the voice I hear all day in my oh. head. It's just Hannah's Jersey Aunt character in your head.
0: Wake up in a cold sweat. Hi, gorgeous.
2: <laughs> I would, no, I would never call myself gorgeous.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that little voice doesn't seem very kind.
2: Damn. I can relate though because I am definitely a fixer. He's a bit of a fixer upper. I hope you, Madame. Do we own the rice at that song? Yes, and the entire movie Frozen. Wow. wow.
0: You guys are so successful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's funny because it's false. But also at this at this uh, tailgate, we solve Hoodie Gate. And Hannah, you have uh, my favorite line of the episode here. They solve Hoodie Gate, which of course was uh, Ella trying to figure out the smell of the perfume that was on the hoodie that Reed gave to her in the previous episode. Savannah says, hey, Easton, you smell like Chanel 5, I think is the smell. She's like, why do you smell like my old aunt? Which, by the way, your Jersey aunt. Uh, And he's like, oh, it's a shirt I borrowed from Reed. He keeps our mom's old perfume in his T-shirt drawer. Must have spilled and got on it. And they all realize that's the reason his hoodie smelled. It wasn't because he was with another woman. And the line that I like is Val says, oh, that explains Hoodie Gate. And you go, hoodie what? (laughs) And I don't I don't know why. I just loved when you did that. I remember you doing it live. It made me laugh. If you want to do it again right now, I would encourage you. Hoodie what? That sounds like it a it should be your rap name.
1: <laughs> I love that. Welcome. Yeah. hoodie what?
0: Yeah.
1: A
2: hoodie who? A hoodie what?
0: <laughs> that scene I felt like was so good too, because I remember reading the scripts, being like, ah, oh, how's he gonna get out of this one? Like what smell could that possibly be? That was mind-blowing for me. Yeah,
1: that was, that was a good one. And then the scene gets even crazier because we have a huge revelation, which is that Ella, at the end of season one, on her march out of the royal house, grabs Easton and kisses him. <laughs> and Savannah, understandably, is pissed and storms off. What are your thoughts on this, Anna?
0: Honestly, I feel like I would have acted similarly. That would have been that would have been a lot to hear. Like that's so crazy because there's also like not as much um, like explanation of that. Like, and there can't be in that moment. It was just so quick. But it's like that's such a plot twist. Like I thought I thought you were in love with Reed. Like what's happening here? You know, like that's crazy. And then also, I mean, Val is screaming anyway. So like it was just a lot of overstimulation for Savannah in that moment. She's like. All right, see you guys later.
2: Well, do you think that two people kissing is love? Like, do you think that that's what that means? Does
0: Yeah, I think it's serious. Like,
2: would you be able to get over that? No, I think
0: it means you have to get married. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's so much in that moment, too. Because, like, I feel like maybe she was probably just assuming the worst out of that scenario. That, like, maybe they'd been talking a lot more than she thought. But I don't really know. She seems to act on anger. I would say, (laughs) pretty often.
1: Well, they live in the same house. It's her best friend and her boyfriend, and now they're smooching. Which also, like you know, from Ella's perspective, I don't know. It's kind of an interesting response to like she she sees Reed and Brooke and storms out and then grabs Easton. Is that I don't know. That that seems like a an odd response. To just kiss the next closest person, but is that something you can relate to, Hannah?
0: <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. I've definitely stayed away from brothers, I think, um, specifically. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, maybe when, like, when you're hurt, you make weird decisions. I feel like
2: I went to Trader Joe's yesterday to get um, almond butter-filled pretzels, but they only had the peanut butter-filled pretzels, and I was so upset that I stormed out and kissed the Trader Joe's attendant on the way out. <laughs>
0: Did they like it?
2: And now Nick and no Nick is no longer permitted in the Silver Lake Trader Joes. <laughs> no, we're married. You works. and Joe. We had to get married legally. <laughs> That's how it works.
0: What about you guys? Have you ever had any sort of impulsive situations? We're talking to the what was it? New Moon?
2: Yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of I, I avoid confrontation, so and I, I'm a thinker, so like I'll just like kind of absorb it and then think on it. I won't I don't make like drastic storm out moves.
1: I'm a bit more hot blooded and emotional than Nick is. Uh but I I don't no, I've never like revenge made out with somebody uh, because I was hurt or angry. Um But I I can see it. I yeah, can I see be like able to do that. I can see the adrenaline. And it's not like they like spent the night and slept together. She was just like stormed out, grabbed him, kissed him, um, and then left so I don't know. It's sort of like, it strikes me as like one of those movies where it's like, you know, the the hero, like, beats up the bad guys and then just like kisses the girl and then, you know, uses his web to swing away.
2: It's yeah. like very. Uh, I love how you said one of those movies and then went on to clearly describe, describe Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> Have you ever spilled the beans or uh, let out a secret because you were drunk? Somebody said something you weren't supposed to
0: definitely said things i'm not supposed to but I, i've never i'm not a secret teller i like to keep it in the vault i feel like
2: yeah Aww. we brought you on here to tell <laughs> secrets
0: i can tell secrets online in front of everyone only
2: just whisper yeah. it into if the I'm mic i'm gonna
0: tell someone secrets it has to be in public for everyone to hear i go full i go hundred or nothing
2: so you don't have a secret to tell our five listeners mm, let me
0: think shoot i wish i had one right now oh i have a juicy question for you guys <laughs> But have you as brothers ever had a little a little moment like that where there's a girl that maybe one of you likes and the other is like kind of talking to, but you don't know till later sort of thing?
2: No, I that's never happened because I, our age difference was we were never in high school or college mm. together and we lived across the country.
1: I feel like that could help.
2: Right? It's never. <laughs> no? yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think. No, it hasn't, um, uh, which is for the best. But I think Nick and I... Also, I think we have different types. Yeah. Like Chris has his girlfriend. I have nothing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That'll help. That will help. Maybe that's why you guys are so (laughs) close. It just there was so much in that that I feel like um, there's so much passion in the recording that it's like, damn, is this coming from something? Do they need to talk to someone?
2: I mean, the answer to that is yes, but (laughs) we do need to talk to someone. (laughs) Um, and it's is why we brought you on yeah, really yeah. <laughs> to run a therapy that, session. Can, for can you help us? <laughs>
0: yeah. What's been on your guys' minds lately?
2: Um. So, yeah, that's a there's a big roller coaster of events that happened to Savannah there. She storms out. Um, Eason even says he's going to have to he's going to have to plan a little makeup uh, apology tour. Mm-hmm. So I hope I could do do good by you. Hannah. I
0: hope so. I guess we'll see.
2: how. I'll send you some flowers. Apology to the Appalachian. To the Appalachian Heck Mountains. Yeah. Also, though, I think she's in good hands because, uh, you know, after the Cove wins the state championship, which I'm pretty positive no one cares about, um, Ella and Easton are, are talking and she's like, what are you passionate about? And he's like, I'm passionate about the female orgasm. And he says it in all earnest. And when I read the script and I saw that line I was like I this needs to be said 100% serious. He absolutely means this this is not a joke. Yeah. Um, which I think is even funnier. Well,
1: what's what's funny about it is that the female orgasm is a myth. So like it like for the listeners it's like, "Oh, good one, Easton." You know what I mean?
2: Well. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's funny, but then it it does Ella does say say something that goes along with what we've been talking about. She said, "Oh, did I date the wrong royal?" And, I mean, first listen, you think she's joking, but is Ooh. she? Ooh. Anna thinks she did. Anna, it sounds like you think she is dating the wrong royal. Wait
0: a minute. Wait to circle that back. This is interesting. I'm going I need to start taking notes on that. Like little Easter eggs, <laughs> little Easton eggs. <laughs>
1: oh wow. Ooh, yeah good like pun she did it wow well that's our episode folks Dude, thank you so that much that was <laughs> great an eastern egg little
2: eastern eggs wow that's Fantastic. great that's good stuff that's what he calls his sperm oh
0: that could work Nick. that
2: could work nicholas that's disgusting
1: You are in the company of a lady.
2: La 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 la.
1: Sorry, (laughs) Ella. Yeah, no, they they definitely dropped some uh, some Easton eggs about possible budding romance between Reed and Easton. Oh Jesus, no, (laughs) Ella and Easton, (laughs) Reed and Easton. Oh God, could you imagine?
0: Was that
2: your? That'd be a great season three.
1: (laughs) That was the original. That was the original pitch of the Royal Boys. It was very different (laughs) concept, but. We had to settle for just an interview podcast.
0: <laughs> I like that. That's definitely more of like a Wattpad type of thing. A what? Wattpad.
1: What's that mean? What's that <gasps>
2: mean?
0: Guys.
2: Oh Is an old man my
0: goodness. It might be. It might be. <laughs>
2: this- You're so fucking old.
0: I kind of grew up on this. I was such a fangirl. And I don't know if that's too niche, but it was like One Direction and Five Seconds of Summer. It's like fan fiction on a website. Like, that's basically what the whole entire thing is. It's a fan.
2: And what's it called? Can you spell it it's out for me? It's
0: Wattpad. It's W-A-T-T-P-A-D.
2: And that's, it's a website with yep. fan fiction? Yeah, that's
0: the entirety for the most part of what it is. It's- Are we on it? Maybe.
2: Did you ever write on
1: it, or you, were you just a consumer?
0: I was a big consumer. I was a big consumer. It was also just like, I was like, it's, I'm reading. <laughs> like, I'm reading. Helping my brain, it's fine. But then just like terrible, terrible stuff. Like the whole um after series of movies, like that that's based off of a fan fiction. I don't know if you guys have heard of those, but yeah, it's pretty crazy stuff. Great platform. You should check it out. I have not
2: I have not heard of that. (laughs) Is it still active? All of this is just a
0: I hope so. It might be. I honestly you guys (laughs) there might be some Royals of Malibu stuff on there. Now that I'm thinking
2: about it. Uh, I'm going to not search because I don't want to get in trouble and I feel like this will get me in trouble. So if someone wants to let me know. I'm going to look. I will go let ahead you know. And comment. I, I will too. let you know. Okay.
1: Wattpad. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Wow. We learned something new and exposed uh, <laughs> that we are big, big losers. Never heard yeah. of a Huge loser. Is it is it um, worse
0: to read fan fiction or to not read fan fiction? I feel like I would also fall into the loser category.
1: Yeah, I guess. I a good prefer
2: point. fan nonfiction. <laughs> That's true. You just want to read the autobiographies I, of fans. Just tell me, tell me about the people that like things.
0: <laughs> That's good. That's good.
1: Oh, fan nonfiction is a very funny idea,
2: and I think you should develop it. Thank you. I will.
1: Yeah. So then she asks, did I date the wrong Royal? We got our Eastern egg. Thank you, Hannah, for that little nugget. We're going to use that throughout the duration of this. And then, and then we get the moment where Reed and Ella sort of have a private moment on the beach and Reed, this is like, we could hear it in his voice. This is the lightest and happiest Reed has felt. I mean, he just won the state championship. His, uh, you know, his loved one is back in town Things aren't completely mended, but he feels like you know the door is open and things are improving. Like this, he's he's set with college. Like things are looking up for Reed, and most importantly, Ella set, gives him the the green light to tell him the full story and sets us up nicely
2: for episode six, which is a big episode because why? It's narrated by. You Chris Reed, that's right, from Reed's perspective,
1: yeah, for the first time in the series, we flip perspective and uh and Reed tells the story, but we'll leave it at that so that we can because we'll talk about that next episode. Hannah, I have a question for you. what was your what were some of your favorite moments from working on this podcast?
0: Oh my gosh, I actually this maybe sounds creepy, but I liked watching everybody's dynamic with each other because like i I came in there a season later, but it was just cool to see like. I was a fan for the first season. I listened to it fully without knowing that I would even have to audition for the show. Like, I listened to oh, the wow. entire Yeah, I just liked it. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. That's and, so cool. Like,
0: yeah, it was crazy. And so when I was able to, like, see all of you guys in person and, like, talking to each other, in my head, it was just, like, the characters. Because, like, I had obviously loved the first season, but I'm, like, putting it all together, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then, like, Armin's voice, <laughs> like, that's real what
2: yeah yeah i think we've we've shouted that out every single episode we've done
0: that's well deserving because that is insane but especially like you guys for sure like and then doing scenes with you too it was just like oh (laughs) this is crazy but i loved like just hearing you guys talk to each other and how everyone had such a fun like it was just like kind of like a family dynamic sort of going on it was just like very lighthearted. Everyone was very supportive of each other. And I just really liked being in that environment. So thank you for having me.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh, of course. Thank you so it wasn't much. our decision. Thank but, you for being here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think um, what's amazing is like you really are like a family because it's so much work in such a condensed period of time and space. Um, but oh my God. So what you just described is actual fan nonfiction come to life. <laughs> You were a fan, and then you then you made it your life. So wait, I have a question then. What was your experience like as a fan of the show, listening to it, and then meeting me and Nick in real life? Were you, like, super disappointed? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. I was just like, well, I had seen also the post, like... I'd been following the Royals of Malibu anyway, like, just on Instagram. So I'd seen, like, y'all's little, um, like, Zoom videos after. So, like, little pictures of you guys, like, talking. And I was, like, putting faces and names anyway just at that point, just listening to it. But I was, like, I already knew what everybody kind of looked like. But just, like, seeing it in person was just weird. I was, like, what is going on? Like, these are real people, not just, like... People I listen to while I'm, like, folding laundry or, like, taking a drive, doing my usual Royals of Malibu listening parties, but just crazy. Very, very much not disappointed.
1: (laughs) Do you think that either of us or anyone in the cast is uh, more similar to their character than others, or, like, were were any of them, like, shockingly different?
0: Hmm. I don't know. I feel like with you two, I feel like the personalities are a little bit switched. Um like what you're saying about like the impulsivity versus like planning I feel like the description of Nick your um moon sign is that that's what it was seems yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. aligning face. with like Easton but not I guess you personally but and then Alyssa is so funny talking about like um her character and stuff is cuz she's like oh Ella's kind of like the little voice in me that, like, what I want to say, but I don't, where, like... is obviously, she's got, like, a little, you know, sass to her, but, like, Ella's just got that down, you know? And I just feel like that's a cool comparison, too.
1: Looking forward, freshly graduated from... College, you've got a budding uh, social media career and, and acting thing. Like, wh- what are some things you hope to accomplish, or where do you see yourself maybe in a year or so? Uh,
0: well, I definitely want to keep doing what I'm doing. I think social media will never not be a part of my life. Um, I absolutely am loving the acting side very much. I mean, for social media, I, I am like constantly doing characters. It's very rare that I'm like playing myself. In a video or online, um, I'm a big, big, like, writer. I really like doing character development and doing sketch scenes. So if I could do anything involving any of that as, like, in a professional sense, that would be, like, incredible. And, I mean, Royals was just so much fun. And so I'm like, I definitely have a big, big bug that had bit me. And it's always been there, but definitely more so now than ever before.
2: Just seeing your work. So far, I could tell you would be a great writer. That's so sweet. I mean, you already are—you already are a great actor, and I think you'd be a wonderful writer. So, definitely encourage you to—you should write a TV show. Yeah. Write a TV show and cast me and Chris in it, please, please.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be the Royal Boys, but you guys will be each other's interests. Hannah, please. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. That is—you
1: got to leave those Blue Ridge Mountains and uh, come on over to Hollywood.
0: I know it sounds so happy now, like what you guys are saying.
1: It is a brighter... Yeah, give it a day. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Hey, Nick. Hey, Chris. You know what I think we should do? Yeah, I do. Royal decrees. Hear ye, hear ye. A royal decree. I'll go first. My royal decree, so as we've... As we record this, it's like early to mid November, and I've started to get invited to quote friendsgivings. And my royal decree is the term friendsgiving is fucking stupid. It <laughs> makes no sense. It's a de- it's derivative of Thanksgiving, which is a celebration with friends and family. Like th- so, changing it to friendsgiving, you're taking the thanks out of of the word in a way that makes no sense the word friends and thanks are not interchangeable and it's uh it's a dumb thing just call it thanksgiving that's what thanksgiving is it's a celebration with friends that's all i have to say about that friends you for listening
0: (laughs) do you have a proposal of a different name
1: yeah thanksgiving just call it thanksgiving friends edition just call thanksgiving why can't you... No, but but why? Why do you even have to qualify it? Thanksgiving is not just necessarily family. I mean, yes, a lot of people do it with family, but a lot of people do it with friends. A lot of people do it with friends and family. It's just called Thanksgiving. Just call it Thanksgiving. And if you're doing it the week before, call it early Thanksgiving.
0: That's true.
2: That's good. Stupid. I, I don't mind that royal decree. That's a good royal decree. That, do you want me to go? I'll go. And I'm going to dedicate this one to you, Hannah, because you're on today. Um, my Hannah banana, Savannah banana... I decree that if you eat a banana, the peel must be disposed of immediately. <laughs> it cannot sit without, you know, its inner part for any extended period of time. You eat the banana and you dispose of the peel. No leaving it on the counter, no wrapping it in a paper towel, no leaving it on a plate, nothing. Throw it out. It's fucking gross. I don't know if I was traumatized by Mario Kart. I don't know what it is, but throw out banana peels. They're disgusting. I know they're biodegradable, but get them in a the trash. Thank you.
0: That's fair.
2: I can I can tell our
1: listeners that this has been something that has haunted Nick our entire lives. He <laughs> like and and I know it. So if I'm eating a banana, I will like dangle the peel in front of him, and he it like nauseates him. It, it's like it's a phobia. It's actually bizarre to watch. And my mother will sometimes like make a smoothie and she'll like open the banana, cut it in half, and then leave the other half like just out. And it makes Nick physically ill and, and actually angry. It's really funny to behold. A
2: banana should be consumed in less than one minute. <laughs> There's no, like, whose little tummy can't handle a full banana? And if you can't, just throw the rest out. You're not not eating a half a banana later. There's sometimes at at craft services and that one acting job I ever did, they cut the bananas in half, and they're just, like, there, and they start to get brown. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway. They get brown quick. Hannah, what do you think? What's your royal decree?
0: I think that if you're going to post on Instagram, on your story or you're going to post a subtweet about somebody or a breakup or song lyrics that are a little bit too ominous. I think that you then legally have to tell us who it's about and why. Yes. <laughs> You've made I it love that. Yes.
2: Taylor Swift. I know you're listening. You have to tell us who the songs are about. <laughs> She's the
0: only person that's exempt. We Swifties can do the research and they'll have it back to you in three to five yeah. business days.
1: But the answer is John Mayer. <laughs>
0: yeah (laughs) but it's like whenever i see like a song lyric i'm like who did it and why and then i it's like spy mode you know you look for like (laughs) untagged photos and like archived stuff i would just rather get straight to it make it messy i need to know
1: (laughs) that's so funny i love that funny i in the acting community there is an equivalent of that where people will be like booked something but can't talk about it and it's like fuck off then like like don't (laughs) then don't then why'd you talk about it why'd you bring it up
2: i had a twitter bit when i had a twitter for like 20 days in a row i would post huge news stay posted can't tell you yet and then the next day i would do it again and i would just come up with a different reason why i couldn't tell the news and my goal was to do it for as ever long as it took until i actually had big news and then i just got tired and sad
0: oh man it's almost manifest.
2: A couple of weeks ago, this woman I follow went on this
1: rant about somebody who crossed her and was like, you crossed to the wrong person because I'm going to call you out and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to like, I am not going to keep it to myself. I'm not going to say your name, but you know who you are. And it was like, you can't be like, you mess with the wrong person and I'm going to call you out, but then not call them out. Like, <laughs> yeah, like true. drop some names. Drop some names.
2: Give us some tea, baby. Yeah,
0: like, why do you have to pre-order the call-out? That's crazy to soft launch it and be like, stay on your toes. Wait till I post about this again later. That's crazy.
2: Well, that is a wonderful, wonderful royal decree. Great job. Hear ye, hear ye.
1: A royal decree.
2: Hannah, you have been incredible. (sighs) Whoa. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. This is been so wonderful. You're so funny. You're so talented. We're really lucky to have you on uh, this Royal Boys episode, but also on the Royals of Malibu. So I'm glad you were a fan. I'm glad your fan nonfiction became reality. (laughs) Me too. And that it led us here. Um, I'm so glad we got to talk with you. And please keep making videos and keep writing because you're funny. You actually make me laugh. And I could say that about two people.
1: (laughs) Are they both on this podcast right now?
2: No. (gasps) Damn it. The other one is Secretary Anthony Blinken.
1: It's Anthony. There's no age. Read a book.
2: Yeah, but when he, when he, it's his alter ego, and boy, oh boy, is Anthony funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, Hannah, you are uh, so uh, successful. And the fact that you would slum it with two guys like us is very, very kind. Um, can I ask for our listeners who don't already follow you: A, where can they follow you? And B, do you have anything coming up that you want to uh, promote or talk about?
0: Uh, you can follow me on everything under Hannah Montoya. That's M-O-N-T-O-Y-A. Very mischievously close to Montana. Um, but I am just going to be posting videos. Stay tuned for another three every single day. <laughs> but thank you guys for having me. This I'm honored. Um, genuinely, this was so much fun. And I can't wait to listen to all the other episodes coming out.
2: Oh, thank you so much. They're coming soon. Thank you so much.
1: This has been another episode of The Royal Boys with Hannah Montoya for Nick Caffero. I'm Chris Caffero. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye.
2: Thank you.